Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We're broadcasting live from the foothills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is November 2nd, You not hear the sound of the shofar. You need to heed the warning and get right now before it's too late. Please make the choice for your shoe tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. Get the machine, leave your name, number, prayer request, and or message. Go to my cell phone. I usually use it for emergencies, but if you text me first, I know you're calling. You use it. 316-619-4886. You can always find updates with the breaking news all about the Wichita Mission Church radio program archives, all our contact information and our ministry hub, which is very simple for you, prophecyhour.com. And before I say a prayer, I want to ask you something else. Folks, I know a lot of you listen to Rumble or go on there. Um, I just created an account on Rumble, and I want you to go over there and look up Messiah's Branch, simply, Messiah's Branch, and follow me, because... I Before I can broadcast over there live, I need at least five followers. I just created an account, so I need five followers. I got one already, so go over there and follow it, please, so that we can broadcast live on uh, Rumble without having to pay a fee. Dear Heavenly Father, and you should have in Jesus' name, I pray. Father, I pray radio tonight goes according to your will, not our will, Father. And please give everyone out there ears in which to hear and understand the truth. So, Father Yahweh and your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach's mighty name, bless this program tonight. And I don't want to forget, I want to thank uh, our listing audiences in places like Hamilton, New Zealand, Helsinki, Finland, Cindy, Australia, and in the United States, such as Denton, Texas, Knoxville, Tennessee, Salina, Kansas, Raleigh, North Carolina, you were the first. And I know I was supposed to do that first, but whatever. Anyway, there's so much going on out there, Father, um, and people... You know, there's wars and rumors of wars right now. It's getting worse and worse and worse. The whole world seems to be watching Jerusalem, but the Bible says that it would be a couple of trembling to the world in the last days. Food prices are going through the roof. Everything's going way up. You either pay rent or eat or skip everything else and eat or maybe just, um, you know, pay your rent. can't do anything else. That's what we face all the time, and it's getting worse and worse. So tonight we have a guest. He'll fill us in about it, and you all know who he is. That's Michael Snyder. He's got a blog called The Economic Collapse Blog, the most important thing, and he does a, a, a subtrack, substack. I don't know exactly how that's pronounced, but it's a subtrack. He posts many things about all this. You should subscribe to it. It's free, or you can get the edition of Substract where you pay a fee, which gives you more, I guess. But anyway, he's the author of the books, The Beginning of the End, The Rapture Verdict, Get Prepared Now, Living a Life That Really Matters, Lost Prophecies of the Future of America, The Seven-Year Apocalypse, and The End Times. He's been very popular on other prophecy-related radio and TV programs, and so tonight, we're going to check in with him and say what he thinks the most important news is. Welcome, Michael. Are you there with me? I'm here, Pastor Dan. Well, it's so good to hear your voice. And, you know, it's a, your voice is a comfort to me because I know you're awake and aware, as I wished everybody was. But it seems that so many are asleep. You, know, you tell them what's going on and they act like, well, it's going to get back to normal. They're, what is normal even back to you? Yeah, it's very sad, Pastor Dan. Uh, you've got a lot of believers out there that think, well, this thing in the Middle East can't be, you know, part of World War Three, or it can't be an end times war because they think it's not time for that yet. You know, they're thinking, well, 
you know, where's the Antichrist? And, well, you know, hey, if this was really World War Three, we would have been raptured by now. Or, you know, they think because it doesn't fit their end times paradigm, they think it's not going to get really bad. They think it's just, oh, another thing, thing in the Middle East and it'll fade away because it doesn't fit with what they believe in terms of an end times paradigm. And so that's a lot of people that are actually pro-Israel. But then, Pastor Dan, we've seen, you know, such an explosion of anti Jewish hate all over the world and unfortunately that even includes a lot of the alternative media you know which is very very sad a lot of people who claim to be conservatives claim to be Christians you know claim to be you know anti new world order anti you know that that are against the globalists you know they've they've sh- they're showing their true colors, which with a real explosion, like I said, of anti-Jewish hate, which we I had warned about in Lost Prophecies of the Future of America. There are prophecies in there, for example, I I just wrote about how John Paul Jackson he saw that there would be this tremendous explosion of anti-Semitism, anti-Jewish hate accompanying. This war, this great war that's going to happen, in particular, he saw that after Israel hits Iran really hard, that that's really going to cause it to spark. But we're already seeing it. We're seeing such an we're seeing the marches all over the world. We're seeing the attacks, the hatred online, the the protest, the the things that people are chanting. Um, right now, Pastor Dan, we're seeing more anti-Jewish hate than I've ever seen before in my entire lifetime. Yeah, let me jump in on that. Yeah, I was beginning. You mentioned uh, alternate media, and I'm not going to mention sites. I mean, you know, I'm just not going to do that. But there's one place that was a go-to for me for a, a lot of news and a lot of important things, especially about COVID and shots and all those such things, and well, for a lot of things. And this happened over there, and I, I, I was in such shock, and I'm still in shock about how it, it came, they completely seemed to have took the other side. And, you know, if I didn't know better, I'd say, wow, those people are Jew haters. But I didn't think that was possible coming from the site that I thought was putting out such truthful things. And so now I'm double questioning that. But it isn't just this one place. It's all over. But the alternative media really is. And like you say, people are showing their true colors. This is actually a litmus test. You know, people don't understand it. A lot of people are just, well, you know, well, the Jews, they're not saved yet and all that. Got to be saved. Well, if you read your Bible, you'll find out that happens at the beginning, of, at the end of things, you know, when Yeshua returns. But he said he would bring them back. He didn't say he was going to bring them back saved already, but he would bring them back to be a country. That has happened. Um, in fact, praise the Father, Carl Gobbs explained all that a few weeks ago, and it really made sense for a lot of people but yeah it's just shocking back to you yeah and in Matthew 24 Jesus uh, told his disciples he he said hey in the end times you'll be hated by all nations uh, you know Um, uh, and and he he, when Jesus of course is Jewish and he was speaking to his Jewish disciples Jewish believers in Messiah Um, and uh, and and that's what we're seeing today we're seeing an outpouring of hatred toward the Jewish people and also Christians that stand with Israel getting a lot of hatred. I've gotten quite a bit of negative directed my direction. Uh, You'd be pretty shocked to see some of the emails I've received. Um, But we're going to see this in the last days, hatred for the Jewish people, hatred for Christians. And then, you know, you've got people like us that were believers in Yeshua, but then we also keep the the biblical festivals and, and Sabbath and everything else. And so we're really hated. I mean, we're like the bottom of the barrel. We're just hated by everybody, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I surely get that one. You know, especially, you know, I live over here in Kansas, and there's, while there's a, a few pockets of Messianic people, you know, um, uh, they, they don't understand me at all. They, they, in fact, in the little community I was in, I went through, a, oh, those Jews. <laughs> they just don't understand. But, yeah, I get that one, but... Praise the Father. Whenever they do those things, and I go, okay, I'm doing something right. Back to you. Yeah, and there are a lot of people out there, Pastor Dan, who 
they, they're trying to keep the commandments. They're trying to be part of the remnant described in the book of Revelation. They keep the commandments and have the testimony of Yeshua. And they're trying to do the things the way that the first apostles did things. But they feel lonely. They feel isolated. Um, and we'll get back to the war and all that in a minute. So don't worry, everybody. But, you know, I just want to mention, you know, a lot of people out there feel very, very lonely. And they may not have a fellowship in their local community. Or they live some in a rural location. And, and people don't understand them or, or the things that they're doing. But, you know what? God is going to start bringing us all together. And ultimately, a lot of you that are listening and a lot of people all over the world, after this war is over... We're going home to the land of Israel. You know, God's going to open up a door. He's going to open up a window. And a lot of us are going to be going back, those that God calls. Now, if God is not calling you to go, you, the safest place to be is right in the center of God's will. So you need to do whatever God's will is for you specifically. But there's a lot of people, a lot of people listening right now to our, the program. We're going to be going home after this war is over. Yeah, amen. I, and I got to throw in something funny because, you know, and we'll, folks, we will get back to it, but I got to tell you a funny short story. Feast of Tabernacles one year, you know, we built a sukkah in the yard. We didn't go anywhere. And sukkah, the Bible says, you know, to put leaves and palm fronds and all those things. So we decorate it with, with stuff gathered locally, right? Bushes and stuff, Michael. Well, you know, I'm decorating my wife and, and grandkids and I'll go out and they pick a bunch of stuff and bring it back and, and I'm throwing it on top of the sukkah and up comes walking, I don't remember if it was a, it was a sheriff. He come walking up and he said, uh, uh, I went out to meet him and I said, can I help you with something? And he said, yeah. He said, we got a report that you're, that that car right there and a bunch of kids and, and I said, well, my wife, and he said, yeah, they were out picking marijuana out of the ditches and I just busted up laughing and I took him back there to the suit. I said no we were picking this and putting it up there and he just looked dumbfounded and he said okay and walked off but it was hilarious <laughs> it was hilarious I'm telling you anyway back to you yeah the the world doesn't understand but you know right and you know, right as the Feast of Tabernacles was, was coming to an end you know this whole thing with Hamas erupted uh, you know, October 7th, and we'll never forget the things that happened that day, um, and the, just the horrible atrocities that Hamas committed. But now, even CNN is admitting that the mainstream media is turning against Israel, you know, trying to make them into the bad guys, you know, because Israel's standing up and defending itself and fighting back against the terrorists. But, uh, but the IDF today announced the complete encirclement of Gaza City. So what they've got done is they've gone in and they've kind of encircled Gaza City and kind of cut off the northern part of Gaza from the southern part. So at this point, there's no escape for Hamas fighters, the thousands of Hamas fighters, most of them trapped in the tunnels underneath Gaza City. The IDF has completely formed a perimeter encircled the city, and so they're going slow, and there's no reason for them to rush, but now they're going to slowly tighten that perimeter and move in, and a lot of people beforehand were talking about, oh, they're going to have to send troops into the tunnels, that'll be so dangerous, but the Israelis aren't doing that. In fact, I just wrote an article today, and you know, in which I uh, it talked about how the Israelis, what they're doing is they're sending in robots, and they're sending in explosive devices, and then what they're going to do is they're going to blow up all the entrances to these tunnels, and the tunnels will essentially become tombs for those that are trapped inside. So, uh, you know, can you imagine being underground and uh, all the entrances have been blown up? You're trapped. It's basically like a cave-in, if, 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 you know, for those right. that are experienced with mining or whatever, and you're trapped. There's no way out. I mean, they could try to dig, but these tunnels are very, very deep. Some of them are like 65 feet underground. And so, uh, you know, that's not going to be practical, uh, even if they had the equipment for that. So they're going to be trapped in these tunnels, these very deep tunnels, no way out, running out of air, running out of food and water, too, obviously. Um, but it, they're basically going to be sealed in there, and they're going to die in these tunnels faster, Dan. Well, you know, and I talked about it on an earlier program with my wife. They're, these are pretty elaborate, folks. They're not like tunnels that you saw in Vietnam, you know, dirt tunnels and things. But they have stolen millions of dollars from the, the Gaza people that's been sent in for aid and different things. 
And, you know, they're made with concrete and all that. I've seen some pictures of them. And so they're very elaborate. So, yeah, but this, you think, well, that's terrible to, to do that to them. Well, really, this actually, it sounds like more of a merciful way if they're going to kill them or whatever. But they made this. This is their fault. It's on them. It's not on the Israelites. It's not anybody else. It's on them, isn't it? Back to you. Well, yeah, you know, they, they shouldn't expect mercy after what they, you know, murdered children, you know, uh, the, uh, the things that they did to kids, you know. And in one of my articles today, I talked about a first responder that is telling the world that he personally saw a child that had been put in an oven and killed that way uh, when, when the Hamas came into Israel. I mean, the things that they did you know, raping women, kidnapping the elderly, and, and the, the torture and everything else is well documented now, um, that, you know, that they brought this on themselves. And, and this is war, and this is what war looks like, and they declared war, and they attacked Israel. And so now, yeah, they're, they're going to die. They're, they're basically at this moment, and we'll talk about this more after the, the break. But Hamas, the only hope they have is to try to hide in the tunnels, stay in the tunnels for as long as they can, as long as their, uh, their air and food and water can last, and hope, desperately hope, that Hezbollah and Iran come enter the conflict, join the conflict, and kind of save the day. You know, so that Hamas is basically hoping that all of Israel's enemies in the region unite, come in, destroy Israel, and then uh, you save the day and, and rescue them. That's basically their only hope, um, and and that's what they're banking on. But right now, Hamas is not strong enough to resist the IDF, and so Hamas will be destroyed, will be wiped out, uh, essentially. You know, there'll be scattered remnants elsewhere, but the heart of Hamas right now is trapped in Gaza City, and uh, and it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's the kicker. You know, even Russia came out and tried to say that Israel didn't have a right to defend itself because they were occupiers. And so there is the big, the bigger question, is other countries going to get involved? Will Hezbollah do it? Are they being held back? What is the question? To me, it looks like they've already entered into the conflict. Back to you. Well, yeah, yeah, they, they, they really have. And, uh, and Pastor Dan, and, and we'll talk about this more after the break, but there is this uh, big speech tomorrow. You've probably seen people, people talking about it on the Internet and is really being hyped up where the leader of Hezbollah with his big black turban signifying that he's a descendant of Muhammad. Well, he, he hasn't been saying anything publicly since this whole thing kind of erupted. But they've been, you know, that Hezbollah's put out these videos on social media, hyping up this big speech tomorrow at, at 3 p.m., saying, "Hey, there's going to be this big speech. Our leader's going to going to give this big, big announcement. Whatever it is, you know." But they're really, I've never seen them hype up a speech like they're doing for tomorrow. So, what is he going to announce? What is he going to say? Uh, is Hezbollah going to officially join the war, or is there going to make some kind of ultimatum? Is he what, what is he going to say? That's the big question. We don't know. There's a lot of speculation about what he's going to say or about why they're hyping up this announcement. But that is Friday. So by the time a lot of people listen to this podcast, they already know what he said. But, the, but right now, this is the big kind of event for Friday, tomorrow, which, tomorrow from when we're taping this right now. So this big speech, which... Uh, the leader of uh, Hezbollah is going to give. So we we shall watch. We shall be watching, Pastor Dan. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I'm really highly curious what they'll say. Um, it could go either way. Um, I've heard uh, one side say, well, Iran's holding them back. But, again, it doesn't look to me like that. You know, they've already been attacking Israel. Israel's already had to defend himself from them. And, you know, even American ships and things that are in, in the Mediterranean and in the Red Sea have been being attacked. And so, but there's the kicker is, you know, you gotta dig, dig a little deeper to find this in alternative media. The main, the mainstream media and most Americans are just being played stupid. You know what I'm saying? Back to you. We've got about three minutes. 
Oh, it's true. The, you know, we're not hearing a lot about this on the on the mainstream media, and so you do have to dig, and that, so that's one of the reasons, you know, why you know I I I every day I I, I research, I write, I, I try to get the the what's really going on is in in light of Bible prophecy out to the people so that they can know, so that they can know they can find it in one place, but uh, but uh, yeah, you know, this thing, you know, we've it, it, with the, in terms of uh, the United States. You know, our, our, our bases have been attacked, uh, dozens of times in Iraq and Syria already, you know. So people, people need to understand the U.S. is already at war in the Middle East. We've been, uh, our bases have been attacked dozens of times already. Uh, you know, we were attacked like 16 times and then the Biden administration finally said, that's enough. We're going to conduct a couple airstrikes against a couple of these bases. You know, and so we did, and and the and the Biden administration said publicly, okay, this will be it. As long as if, if this is it, as long as you stop attacking us, this will be the end of it. You know, but that wasn't the end of it. They kept they kept on attacking. So what is the Biden administration going to do now? You know, because they keep attacking. They're not stopping these Iranian-backed groups. Keep attacking U.S. Uh, forces yeah. in Iraq and Syria. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and so, and one of the groups in Iraq is, is openly saying, hey, we're going to drive U.S. forces completely out of our country now. This is it. You know, so we, we, U.S. is at war in the Middle East. Most Americans don't even realize it, but, but, but in terms of the U.S. And then with Hezbollah, and we'll talk more about Hezbollah after the break, the U.S. is saying, Hezbollah, if you start launching a bunch of missiles at Israel, we're, you know, we're going to intervene. You know, I don't think that's ultimately going to stop them, but, most Americans don't realize that the the U.S. is on the verge of really big things in the Middle East here, uh, and but right. most Americans have no idea. Right. Well, you know, it, and it's just like you know, the Ukraine. That all that jazz is still going on, and it's like it's like I like that one. You did one article that you put on your subtract in several other places, but it it was talking about. In fact, I put it in my last month's mail out newsletter was the fact that most Americans uh, don't realize that they could very well die at any time from a nuclear war. That's how close and really on the edge it is. Tell everybody where they can find you and what they can find. Got about a minute and we'll go to break. Yeah, you can find all the articles we're talking about today at michaeltsnyder.substack.com and you sign up and you can get the articles right in your email inbox every day. And then my brand new book entitled Chaos is being put up on Amazon right now. Just come out. It's up on Amazon in Kindle format right now. We're still trying to get the approval through for the paperback. Hopefully that will be very shortly. Please pray about that. That approval process will go smoothly. But it's a brand new book entitled Chaos. Just come out and it's going to be available on Amazon.com. Okay, so then that book will then be with, uh, if I go to Amazon and I can find it, because I want, what I want to do is I want to include a link when I, I put this on podcast later tonight so they can have a direct link. So I should be able to find it, correct? In Kindle. In Kindle format, you can find it. The paperback, not yet. So pray about that, that that approval okay. can go through. But the Kindle okay. version is up right now. All right, all right, I'll look for it. All right, folks, we got to go. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and Michael has a lot more for us. So you all be blessed. We'll be right back. Pastor Dan will be right back. In Genesis 41, it tells the story of Pharaoh having a dream of seven fat ears of corn followed by seven blasted ones, meaning there's seven years of plenty and then there was seven years of famine following. We are now in seven years of famine once again starting September 25th of 2021. Joseph's Kitchen is about getting actual wheat berries Putting them through a meal takes 30 seconds, putting it along with the ingredients into a bread machine, pushing a button. Two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice steaming hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Most long-term storage food is from nine to $10,000, one person, one year. At Joseph's Kitchen, it's two people, one year, about $2,000. 
Then you decide whether you want to have food for one person one year, two people one year, four people one year, or six people one year, all at josephskitchen.com. That's right, about $1,000 per person per year at josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com. In this time of the social and spiritual breakdown of America and the world, in these prophetic end times, God is calling multitudes of Christians to the Ozarks and other safe havens around the world to survive so they can spread the gospel. The Ark Haven Intentional Neighbors Vision is to prepare Christians physically, mentally, and spiritually for these end times. Thousands are coming to the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas and Missouri, where even the CIA says it's one of the safest places on earth. The Intentional Neighbors concept allows Christian neighbors to own adjacent land to each other so they can aid and help each other. The community is exploding with nurses, a doctor, and other professionals as well as many others. If you cannot afford to buy a house, you can rent a house. Call 479-502-1789. That's 479-502-1789. Or visit arkhaven.org. That's arkhaven.org. Tell them Pastor Dan sent you. Folks, we're back. This is Pastor Dan Catlin. You're listening to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Well, folks, we're going to get right back with Michael Snyder, but just give me a moment. I've got a, just a couple of short things to say before we get on with the program. Um, number one, Thanksgiving is coming, and, and prayerfully we have a, a peaceful one. We're going to have a lot more people this year, and we need your support. You can donate <coughs> online, cash app, mail a check or money order, call, give a donation over the phone. You can find all the information at prophecyhour.com. I also ask folks, if you go to Rumble, look up Messiah's Branch and follow us at Rumble so we can broadcast there without having to pay a fee. So pray about that. You can help that way. You can also help by sharing the radio programs. And if you don't wish to help with the home support, donate to Make a donation for radio because, you know, it takes money to stay on the air and to get out there and to keep doing the research for you. So, folks, pray about it. We really, really can use your help. And the Mission Church has a big need if if somebody's really generous. We need another computer over there. The one we have over there is ancient and it barely runs and I can hardly do anything with it. So we need a new computer or laptop or something over there if your heart has a mindset to Again, donate online, cash app, mail check, money order, you know, all the normal things. Find it at prophecyhour.com. And now we're back with Michael Snyder. Hey, I went over there at break time, and I found it. And I put out, uh, for the radio folks, if you're listening, I put out a uh, a link just now to it um, with the specifics of the book. And if if you don't see it at prophecyhour.com because other uh, articles have come in, then simply look under the radio category, and you'll see a link to it. Yeah, it, it's there, Michael. I can't wait to read it. Back to you. Yeah, it literally just got put up, it, it, and it hasn't sold anything yet, because I literally have not promoted it on my websites to anybody yet. Uh, so, like, you're, you're the very first person I'm telling, because I, it literally just went up on Amazon.com right now. Uh, so, and like you said, it's only available in Kindle format right now. We're, I've been waiting to promote it to get the, the, the paperback up, but it is available in Kindle format, uh, uh, right now for those that like to read it electronically on their computer or on their ebooks or whatever. But, but it's there right now. And, and, you know, Pastor Dan, the reason I called it chaos is because the, the phrase chaos is coming was resonating in my spirit for weeks. And so I thought the Lord was speaking to me about the book, and that's why I called it chaos. But then the, this whole thing in the Middle East erupted where chaos really was coming. You know, I didn't realize, he, you know, if he was really speaking to me. Hey, chaos is coming. There's, you know, this war is going to happen. And so I literally had the book ready to go. And then the war happened and I had to go back and like rewrite a whole bunch of stuff and add some <laughs> stuff and, and change the book and, you know, to really, uh, uh reflect the, the, yeah. what's going on with this war because this war is the biggest thing in terms of Bible prophecy in ages. 
and it's, it's something we've been anticipating would come, and it has so many implications for the future. And the book talks about what will happen after the war, uh, you know, and, and next year and beyond. And it talks about how, you know, next year in terms of the biblical year starting 2024 is liberally marked into heavens. I talk about the Aleph Tav, and I talk about God's 7,000 year plan for humanity and the Ark of the Covenant. And so I tie so many pieces together, and it's the most explosive book I've ever written. And if people want, really want a blueprint of what's coming, you know, get the book. You know, in the short term, people are focused on the Middle East here with, and they're wondering, okay, is Hezbollah coming in? Because Hamas and Israel, Hamas, is is pretty weak, and that they're, they're no match for the IDF. And if it was just a fight between Hamas and the IDF, the IDF is going to crush them and wipe them out. There's no match, and there would be zero percent chance that Israel would use the Jericho missiles, uh, you know, which people have been talking about. There'd be no chance because Israel can easily handle Hamas. However, if Hezbollah comes in, and we'll see what happens with the speech uh, tomorrow with the leader of Hezbollah. But already today, today, Pastor Dan, Hezbollah conducted 19 simultaneous strikes on Israeli army positions along the border there uh, in northern Israel. Uh, So when you're conducting 19 simultaneous strikes, I mean, you know, that we've seen fighting day after day after day after day along the northern border. But now, I mean, they're taking it to another level right on the right on the. The, the, the brink right on the verge of the speech, this major speech. So it's not likely that the leader of Hezbollah is going to say, hey, we're backing down. This is the end of it. No, we're seeing an escalation, a dramatic escalation. And so we're in response to these. And, and Hezbollah is already so far. I didn't even realize this till yesterday. They've had a, a bunch of fighters already killed. In fact, today is being reported they've had 50 fighters already killed in this conflict. So, you know, this, this is a pretty big, you know, we've got conditions of war already up in the north, even though Israel hasn't officially declared war in Hezbollah. Hezbollah hasn't officially declared war. They're in a state of war right now. And so in response to the 19 simultaneous strikes by Hezbollah today, the IDF struck back and they hit a bunch of targets with using fighter jets, tanks and artillery Artillery that hit military headquarters, rocket launching positions, weapon storage sites, military complexes. So they hit a whole bunch of different targets there in southern Lebanon in response. So it really is already a state of war. But what we're waiting to see and where the dangerous escalation will come is if Hezbollah says, okay, we're going to all out war, we're going to launch our missiles which, you know, estimates range between 130,000, which is a number I've been kind of using because it's the most conservative number, and I like to go conservative with the numbers. But it's between 130,000 and 200,000 missiles that Hezbollah possesses. And what they possess is a lot more sophisticated than what Hamas has. And so if Hezbollah, they've got, you know, if Hezbollah decides, okay, we're going to start firing all these missiles at Israel, well, Israel has Iron Dome and some other systems, but they would be overwhelmed. They can only handle a, a few missiles at a time. If Hezbollah starts firing thousands and thousands of missiles at Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and other cities in Israel, a lot, most of them will get through. Some will be intercepted by Iron Dome and others, but the, the majority of them will get through and do a lot of damage because Hezbollah has much more powerful and sophisticated missiles than Hamas does. So it's not even worth really comparing. So that's the real danger because we would see a lot of death and destruction in Israel if that happens. And the U.S. is saying, hey, we're going to intervene if that happens. But if Israel, if Israel starts getting bombarded, their cities getting, I mean, you're talking about office buildings, apartment complexes, just major sites, uh, and, and Hezbollah has the ability to 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 uh, to, to precisely get, uh, aim these missiles too. So very sensitive. Whether it's you know you're talking about power facilities, uh, you know nu- uh, nuclear facility, or you know other other very sensitive sites, government buildings. Um, if, if if we start seeing this kind of bombardment, I think there's a very good chance that the Israel may use the Jericho option. And so we're talking about uh, the Jericho 2 missiles, the Jericho 3 missiles uh, with nuclear warheads could potentially be used, especially if there's any if there's any trace of radiation or dirty bomb or anything detected in, in on Israeli territory from any of these missiles. I think then it becomes a very, very 
uh, a strong likelihood that we will see Israel actually break out the Jericho 2 and Jericho 3 missiles and send them at their enemies. And so we're talking nuclear missiles, nuclear destruction uh, in terms of uh, Israel's enemies. So people don't realize we are so close literally to seeing a nuclear conflict in the Middle East, Pastor Dan, and I think it all depends on what Hezbollah decides to do. And then ultimately, if Hezbollah launches all their missiles, Israel is going to hold Iran responsible for whatever Hezbollah does. And so Israel's not just going to hit Hezbollah, but Iran too, and, and Syria, Damascus, all of it, you know. So we're, we're potentially looking at that scenario. We're so close to that scenario. And so it all depends on what Hezbollah does. And that's one of the reasons why people are really going to be watching the speech tomorrow from the leader of Hezbollah. What is he going to say and where do we go from here? Because things could escalate very rapidly from this point, Pastor Dan. A couple of things. Um, and actually, folks, um, Iran, why Iran? Because Iran created Hezbollah or whatever, and they funded, they're just a proxy. Um, you know, you named the book Chaos. You know, a lot of people just simply don't understand what happens in the end times. Even the people that say, well, yeah, it's going to, you know, they don't understand. They don't understand there's a lot of, there's a lot of details and they're out there. It's been put out there by the Bible. It's been put out there prophetically by trusted people that, that speak prophecy and been recorded for years. And for you to put that in a book, that's, that's just amazing. But I still refer to this, what's going on right now, as the first war of the apocalypse like you did because, you know, that, that fits perfectly in what's going on. Um, it's just a, it's really going to be a toss up because it's not really a question of Hezbollah deciding is what is, what about Iran? Is Iran prepared and ready? Is Russia prepared and ready? Is Turkey prepared and ready? Because these are the nations that will go against. So this is going to be something to see and all eyes will be on it. Um, wow. Back to you. Yeah, yeah, the president of Turkey has come out with very threatening words for Israel, you know, uh, a threat, making thinly veiled threats of war toward Israel. So we will we'll also be watching Turkey. We're going to be watching Syria, potentially even watching the Egyptians if they make any moves, watching the West Bank, of course. Uh, you know, are they going to join in the conflict? Um, you know, and then, of course, U.S. forces in Iraq. Uh, as well, I mean, the whole region could could potentially erupt here. But you know, we've been talking about this for years. The listeners know we've been talking about this for years. The three wars of the apocalypse. I said I thought that because we got U.S. and uh, China, U.S. and Russia, those wars are coming too. But I th I said I thought I think that w the war in the Middle East is going to be the first one to fully erupt. And 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 now we've seen that's what what has actually taken place. We knew that all three of the wars were coming. We didn't necessarily know for a hundred percent the order, but to me it made perfect sense that the one in the Middle East would erupt first. And so that's what's happened. But and, and then you know Henry Groover. Henry Groover, what a wonderful man of God he was before he passed away. And, and now he's, you know, looking down on all the rest of us from heaven. But he, he was shown by the Lord, hey, when Israel sends forces into Gaza, uh, that's going to be the, the start of the Middle East war, the big one, you know, and, 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 and so this is precisely, uh, what has taken place. But you know what, Pastor Dan, other than myself and very, very few others, Who's talking about it? You know, where God has given us, right. for, through a man of God, this major prophetic warning. I've written new articles about it. I've been on television and radio. I've been talking about it. But who else is out there is talking about it other than people like me and you, Pastor Dan? And that's yeah. the shame, where even most Christians don't know about any of this because their churches don't want anything to do with such warnings. The, 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 they're not talking about it on Christian television, Christian radio. Hardly anybody in the Christian world is talking about this, even though God has sent us the warning in advance. Yeah. Amen. I, I get it. I, to, I totally get it. And, well, that's why, you know, when we talk about, you know, the Bible talks about the virgins, you know, at first they're all asleep. You understand, folks? They're all asleep. Something wakes them up. Is this the wake up? Wow. Back to you. 
Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, what we're doing is so important. People need to not only listen to these programs, but support what you're doing, but then more, even more importantly, get the, these radio programs out to as many people as possible. Tell your family and friends, listen to this. you got to listen. This is important. You know, this is telling us, what you know, what's coming. And, you know, also my books. Get the books and, and share them with others. Buy them for others and say, read this. you got to read this. You know, because you look back at the books I already written, and now they're in today's headlines. The things we said are coming are now today's headlines. But but that's the way God works. God warns us way in advance, tells us very specifically what's going to happen. You know, the, 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 it tells us in the scriptures, God does nothing except that at first he revealeth his secrets through his servants, the prophets. That's what he's done. He's done it all throughout human history. He's done it in our time. And it's here. It's there. It's available but only the, a small remnant is preaching this message. Only a small remnant is preaching the truth. But this war in the Middle East is going to get a lot worse, uh, Pastor Dan. Yeah. Things are going to uh, escalate. Things are going to get crazy. And from this point forward, I mean, people need to realize, I mean, normal life is over. From this point forward, things are going to move really, really fast. Things are going to get really, really crazy. And, and just not war. I mean, war is one element of the overall end times picture. Wars and rumors of wars, and, and that's our time. We're in now. But, man, things up to, yeah. this, up to, to date, Pastor Dan, we've been talking a lot about theoretically, oh, things are coming, things are going to happen. Now things are happening, and things are going to move at yeah. lightning speed from this point forward. Yeah, absolutely. There's the kicker. You know, I was talking to somebody at the gym, and, you know, he doesn't go to church or nothing, but he always... When something funny happens, he wants to know about the end times. And I was talking to him, and I said, you know, I mentioned something about Turkey. And he said, oh, that'll just take a couple of, of bombers. I said, well, you just don't really get it, do you? And so I sent him some prophecy uh, stuff from some of the prophets and uh, the next day. And he just sent me back emojis that were, you know, sad and crying. And I, and I said, really, it's nothing to cry about. Just be in the Father's will. That's where you got to be. Where's the safest place? In the Father's will. You're not flying out of here, but be in the Father's will where he wants you to be doing what he wants. You know, like my wife says all the time, don't be doing anything that that you wouldn't want to be doing if Yeshua walked in your door. You know, you need to be doing those things and, and make, check your life because really, folks, it's here. Like you said, Michael, it's not these things are going to happen. You wrote about them already. Other prophets have said about it. And so now we're at, these things are happening right now. Back to you. Yeah, and, and I hope people will go back and, and take a look. Okay, who told us that, about all these things in advance? You know, because these are maybe the people we should be listening to. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to get a lot worse. And it's going to get, life is going to be get very, very difficult. You know, people tend to think of a war as something that happens on the other side of the world. But pretty quickly, you know, eventually war is coming here too. But in terms of this war in the Middle East, it's going to affect us here. Because already Iran is talking about, hey, we need to cut off oil to anyone that's supporting Israel. And and eventually we're going to, especially, you know, once this thing gets really crazy in the Middle East, we're going to see oil become a major issue. And Islamic countries, and the, the flow of oil from the Middle East is going to be restricted or in some cases cut off completely. And in other cases, countries, Islamic countries are going to say, hey, we don't want to sell oil to anyone that's supporting Israel, including the United States. And so we're going to be going, and this has been prophesied, I, I talked about it in Lost Prophecies of the Future of America, you know, where we're going to have a situation where, you know, like if people remember the oil crisis of the early 1970s, the oil embargo and all that that happened then, well, you know, it's going to be kind of a, you know, we're moving into a similar situation and we're going to have the price of oil is going to get, go kind of nuts. And so yeah. that's going to hit our pocketbooks. Filling up our vehicles is going to become very, very painful. But then, of course, the price of oil affects everything else, yeah. you know, because, you know, energy is used in everything we do and everything we buy at the store has to be transported and, and so forth and so on. So the price of energy uh, affects the price of literally everything else. And so we're going to have a lot of inflation, a lot of, a lot more pain in terms of our U.S. consumers and our lifestyles. And, and that's just the beginning of, 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 
of all this because ultimately all these wars that are coming are ultimately going to greatly intensify the global food crisis leading to tremendous global famine down the road and, and everything else and all these things feed into one another. But if people need to understand their lifestyle, their lives, everything is going to change and we will see terrorism all over the world, west yeah. throughout the western world, here in the United States, acts of terror, uh, you know, uh, we've seen some some small stuff already, and and attacks on Jewish people and and different things, and Jewish organizations and synagogues and so forth. But we're going to see you know some pretty big terror stuff uh, coming down the road. Right. Well, you know, and Republicans, you know, already pointed out that they just caught you know some people coming across the border with bombs. They said that looked like can you know were as big as cannonballs coming across the border with the illegals, you know. So these things are coming in. And let me say this, you know, folks, Biden has completely destroyed, you know, well, not completely, but close to it, destroyed our ability to start manufacturing gas and oil. He's put that way back. And so we're at a hindrance. We don't even have a strategic oil reserve to speak of left because he put it out in the market to drive oil prices down. So we are really, uh, you know, kind of like a limping chicken or something. I mean, we are not in a good place to, uh, you know, defend ourselves. But let's go with this. Biblically, this is also something I was talking to the guy at the gym about. And I said, he was talking about how great American military and everything still is. I said, listen, I said, Yahweh, the, the Father, is not going to bless an army that is not clean. You know, the Bible talks specifically about how, um, you know, the army should be. In fact, Joshua had a problem um, fighting a battle because one of his men had taken a woman that he wasn't supposed to, you know, and, and took it and was sleeping with her, or to put it nicely. And until he took care of that, God, Yahweh would not bless the army. Well, our army is not going to be blessed by the people that's running it. So you have to think about that, you know. There's a lot against us, but there's a lot for us because Yeshua will be coming back to you. Yeah, we could have the greatest and largest army and military of all time, but if we're not under the blessing of God, you know, uh, you know, throughout the scriptures we see example after example of a small force defeating a much larger force if God was with them or God was not with them, whatever the case might what was. But you know, in the United States, our military has become a and I've got an entire chapter about this actually in the new book, but our military has become a politically correct, correct joke, you know, a giant social experiment where we got the trans agenda, we've got the, uh, the, the LGBTQ agenda. Entire training videos are now being made teaching members of the military how to use pronouns and all that. We got the, you know, the most disgusting things in our military and going on in, 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 you know, among our troops today. But it's not just that. I mean, it's, and the military is not an isolated thing, but the society as a whole, you know, where we have, yeah. you know, more than 60 million children murdered since Roe vs. Wade was decided in 1973, but then we had Roe vs. Wade overturned. But then you know what? In the year following the overturning of Roe vs. Wade, the number of abortions in the United States actually went up overall, oh. you know, in the country. You know, so this is where we're at, Pastor Dan. Yeah, amen. Um, so, folks, you need to be aware of all these things. You're not factoring in all those things. You need to be awake. So what should you do? What a, I'm telling you, you need to get your spiritual household in order. Consider the things in your life. If they're not, um, you know, the right things, not of you all way, if you thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get rid of that at this point, you need to get clean. You need to get clean. You need to start getting alone in a prayer closet and listening to what he'll tell you because he'll tell you about the Holy Spirit if you just ask and give him that private time. If you can't get out and warn others, then you need to support the people that are doing it. You need to be about the Father's will. Um, in fact, I was asking, a guy asked me, he said, well, you know, what is that? What's it mean, being in the Father's will? Well, if you go read Matthew 25 and read the last... Uh, I think it starts, I don't know, about 34 or something. But if you read the last part of, about separating the sheep from the goats, you'll understand what the Father's will is, what the heart is. Yeshua said he had know them by their fruits. What are your fruits? Have you ever did anything for Yeshua, or you just consistently ask? But you need to share these radio programs, share Michael's books, share his subtracts. There's a lot you can do to wake up people. 
without really costing you anything. Back to you. We got two minutes. Yeah, yeah. People out there, what is the number one thing they need to do to get prepared for what is ahead? You need to get right with God, and you need to make a permanent, irrevocable commitment to Yeshua Messiah as Savior and Lord, and commit your life to Him from this point forward. And because there's a lot of people listening today may have never asked. Yeshua, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be your Lord and Savior before. You need to do that. And there's a lot of believers out there that haven't been living for Yeshua, haven't been living the way that they should. You need to turn around, repent, and live for Christ. Live for Yeshua. Live for Messiah from this point forward, from this moment forward. And that's ultimately everything that I'm doing, Pastor Dan, doing. It's evangelistic. We're trying to lead people to righteousness. We're trying to get people to turn back to God. We're trying to get people to to, 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 be, to be saved. Because if you don't know Christ, if you don't know Yeshua, you have no hope for the future in this life and beyond for eternity. You know, and so what would you trade for eternal life? What would you be willing to give up for eternal life? You, you know, there's nothing. Eternity is everything, and you can have eternal life through Yeshua, Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I urge you and implore you to turn and give your life to Yeshua today. Yeah, amen and amen. Well said. And and not, everything that we do, whether it's feeding the people or talking on radio, everything is about one thing, expanding the kingdom. Because I want to see you folks in eternity. I don't want to see you... You Because know, it says we will see the reward of the wicked. I don't want to see you in the lake of fire. I want to see you in glory. That's what it's all about, seeing you in glory, getting to reign with Yeshua. I mean, all these things, that's what it's about. It's not. A, I, I tell people over and over again, especially people, some street people, they say, well, I'm trying to live a good life and everything, but, you know, it's so tough. And like I explained to them, it's not about how good of a life you live as far as physical needs in this world, but it's about your spiritual life because it's all about being with Him. It's not about what you're going to gain on earth, but it's about what you'll gain in treasure in heaven. Tell them where they can find you and we've got to go. Uh, you will be able to find my new book, Chaos. It's entitled Chaos on Amazon.com. It's up in Kindle format right now. You can get it right now in Kindle format and pray that it'll be up very shortly. Get through that approval process on Amazon.com in paperback. And I'm hoping that will be, happen very, very soon. Yeah, amen. And folks, I w- there will be, if you listen to this on podcast, there will be a link to that. Or like I say, there's already a link to it over there at prophecyhour.com. All right, Michael, thanks for being on with me. We'll talk again. Bless you, brother. Thank you, Pastor Dan. All right, be blessed. All right, folks, remember, there is only one true God. Who is he? He is your father. Act like he's your father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He sent his son, Yeshua HaMashiach, to us to give us life. And he did it for what? For our repented sins. You must repent and turn away from your sins. Gave his life for repentance sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is word of the Father. Pray about supporting the Mission Church of Radio. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. Pay for the peace of Jerusalem because there's not going to be any peace in Jerusalem or anywhere until Yeshua HaMashiach returns. Lord our God, dear Father, King of the universe, Father, please, I ask in your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach's mighty name, that, Father, you would bless these people and keep them, that at your face would shine upon them. Father, please be gracious to them and give them peace, because another one or nothing else can like you. So, Father, bless the people that are listening tonight. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. Be blessed. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for the Messiah's Branch. <laughs>